Hello, welcome to episode number 303 of the Apolog Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins for your digital audio workstation. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. I'm not dealing with Amazon anymore because it's a pain in the butt, but you can support my work if you want by going to patreon.com slash It's a pledging type of website. You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel at any time. You can also support the show by buying a t-shirt. Go to appalogue.ca slash shop. Um, iTunes, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Please give it five stars. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod. And Instagram is at simonhead666 and Twitter as well, at, at simonhead666. Today on the show, I have Mr. Kevin Pettigrew, who is a sound designer. He also mixes audio for film. He has his own studio. We work together a little bit at the, at, uh, the theater that I work at. Um, he's an audio person, general audio stuff. He's a very, very interesting and funny guy to talk to. I always kind of wanted Kevin on the show. As soon as I met him, he's a character, and he's a good guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kevin Pettigrew on the Apple Out Podcast. So, uh, hey, man, it's been a while, um, <laughs> Kevin. It's been uh, over a year since I think I saw your face. Yes, it's been definitely over a year. I think it was March 17th was the last time I saw you. Was that the the uh, Kim Mitchell show or something, wasn't it? No, it was a meeting. Meeting, yeah. <laughs> the Kim Mitchell show was before that. It's the end of the world. That was just before the end of the world. Yeah, just before the end of the world, yep. Oh, so, uh, I mean... It's a it's been a fucking drag for everybody and uh but everybody's been finding some sort of like positive outlook to the whole thing. Oh no, not me. No, you just hate every minute of it. <laughs> I mean, there's like you get to if you have time to be by yourself and work on yourself, I guess so, yeah. Like I know a lot of people that have been doing that. I've been just taking care of a two year old. Yeah. That's the pretty much my whole thing. Two years and he's they don't care about COVID. They're like, fuck you on my food. No, they I'm do gonna... not. They just want to run around and and eat. Yeah. <laughs> How is it? Has it, Yeah, because, you know, you're you're a new dad and you got your own business. And yeah, and I've been talking to people on this thing, too. And it's been, unfortunately, all about COVID. So, uh, you know, I can count on one hand how many people didn't even didn't even enter the conversation oh, well you brought it up so i know it's my fault <laughs> i mean i've been uh because i've been home for uh non i don't want to say reasons because apparently you're afraid of it now uh what am i afraid of oh the, 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 the COVID oh, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh the plague uh, so yeah this yeah the all the deaths um no <laughs> Basically, I because I take care of uh, my little boy during the day and at night I spend time with my wife in the evenings. And then at night when everyone goes to bed, I that's when I work in the studio. So my I'm very, very limited. I basically get like 10 hours a week to work in the studio. And I think I've done I've only done one project since then. I finished up a project like in the middle of after we moved because it was a bit different after we moved. But yeah, that's pretty much and setting up the new studio is also always fun right because you moved house too that's you're in a yes. bigger house is it gonna have to call it a bigger house studios now or uh, <laughs> it's not no it's still like studio wise like if you look up online there's people that have mansions uh it's not it's not it's much bigger i'll say than the one i came from yeah uh but it's also not finished yet like i don't have a foley room and stuff like that yeah a yet yet yes so what are you so so how how have you been have you been dealing with that type of because you you're still doing sound design, so would you just go find it on YouTube? Yes, that's what I do. 
No, I have. Well, <laughs> thanks for telling me that. Uh, no, uh, that's against our code. Uh, of ethics. What? Oh shit! I take that back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll just we'll have to cut. It that. says free uh, on it. It says free sound. <laughs> free sound effect. Uh, generally, um, if it's Foley stuff, I'll record in the same space that I'm uh, working in, so the same mix room. Uh, as of now, before I had a separate room completely, so I would just take everything there. And I've just been using a lot more sound effects from a from library I have, so I have a lot of stuff already. So it's I've been using that to pretty much save my bacon. Yeah, I have friends who are sound designers, and they they do the same thing. Like they they sort of build up like a, a library of stuff and um and use it whenever like whenever they can because you never anticipate kind of what your ne- your next project's going to be, right? So you always sort of hey, that sounds cool, and you capture it. Yeah, exactly. And generally, I for every project I do, I buy a library. And oh, really? yeah, that's how I build it. I buy a library with the money that I make from the, the, the gig. Yeah. And also if it's fully related, I'll, I won't just do a fully take like the feed is different. Feed is one take for the specific shot and that's it. But if I'm doing something like I had to do a tape measure for a, for a gig. So I'll do a, an entire library for a tape measure. So I don't ever have to do it again. So it just saves oh. me. Oh, so you make your own. Oh, yeah. So I make my own little libraries and I've done that. And I think I have, I can actually tell you how many gigs of stuff I have. I have 414 gigabytes of, uh, of sound effects yeah. stuff. And that's like little bites too. That's not like a song. That's not three minutes or no, it's, it's weird because when you get into ambiences, some of them are like, <laughs> Some of them are like 40 minutes long. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because the majority of it, you're right, is a quarter second sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have tons of those. And then like, and then there'll be ambiences of bird songs for 45 minutes, <laughs> which I only use like eight seconds of generally. Like seagulls. Quick Seag- Seagulls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. So how, so you, you kind of, you went to school, you did this kind of thing, like you, you, you trained for this, right? Like. Is this something you always kind of wanted to do, or is it a? Did you fall into it? Like, what got you into into this? this? Is this was very deliberate choice of uh, for me. I always wanted to do sound, but I had very little confidence when I was in high school. Uh, so I just went into carpentry right after high school because I was generally okay, like pretty skilled at that, and I built up my thing like that. And I always just felt like, well, I don't live in Hollywood, I. I just don't, I'm not a musician. I don't have that skill set. So I'm just going to like, you know, that let other people do it and I'll just be a carpenter. And I realized that was a bad move. I didn't really like it. Uh, carpentry is it's still a hobby of mine. I do it for fun, whatever. And uh, I'm renovating my house right now. So I have those skills and it's great for building the studio. I, I repurpose my skills still for that. And I'm still very much of an interest in carpentry. I just can't really do it for a living uh, mm. that much anymore. Uh, so what happened is I went to uh, Recording Arts Canada, which is a school in Toronto. It's like a private school. And it's a one-year accelerated course. And they basically teach you – I mean, the best thing is just teaching you Pro Tools yeah, and and some techniques. And Pro Tools is a big enough program where that is warranted. I still learn stuff uh, from Pro Tools. Like, whoa, it does that. Yeah, all the time, man. Like, there's so much. And it's I – don't, I don't have – because there's people that have certificates. Yeah. Uh, I don't have like a Pro Tools certificate. Generally, those people know how to do everything, but it doesn't make them any good at it. It just makes them. Yeah. It's like it's like a mechanic can't drive a like can't be a race car driver. Exactly. Sort of thing. So after school, I like how long? Sorry, how long between high school and the taking this like the, I guess post secondary? Oh, I was a it was a long time. Really? Yeah, I was twenty seven. Oh, you know, so it's like a career change. You're like, I. It was a career change, yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. So I was a carpenter for about 11 years. And then uh, starting in high school, like I graduated high school, but I was a carpenter in high school too. And then I, then I went to RAC when I was about 27. Yeah. And then I got really, really, really lucky. And I scored a job at Rockstar Games. And that was because I had a friend that worked there. He was a roommate of mine in. Uh, art college i also went to art college after high school but that didn't i just wasn't into that either i was a pretty good artist like hand drawing um mm. but i just i didn't like the competition that's basically it turned me off that all all that stuff altogether. so uh my buddy he was a qa at rockstar games and he got me a gig after i 
graduated from RAC and I did some films already. What's a QA? Uh, uh, quality assurance. Okay, okay, yeah. So I was basically just like, hey, test this code uh, and then stay here for the rest of your life. That's basically <laughs> what it, that's basically what the job is. Yeah. And then that's what you did. My first day was 14 hours. Yeah. Which in theater, you're like, well, it's, okay. Yeah. It's, but it's, that's like rare for a first day of any gig. I find even in theater, like they don't really, if it's your first gig ever, I guess it depends. I never went to theater school, so I don't know how it works like that. But yeah. anyway, so I, I worked there for about four years. Uh, then I just decided to quit because it was too abusive. And I went back to carpentry. It. I went back to, it's true. It's, it was too abusive. They've changed now. I still You've told friends. me some stories about that place. and uh, Yeah, it's just like, it's just crazy, man. Like 100 hour weeks. There's uh, like, well, buddy over here is doing way more than you. And you should probably work as hard as buddy, right? That, that, yeah, that, that sort of thing. Competitive and, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And like, there was a, there's a thing where if like one department stays late, like you all stay late. Even though you're not doing anything, this is like Survivor. Yeah, it's really it's <laughs> just silly. I mean, they they say they've changed now, and from my from who I've talked to with my friends, they have changed. They've been a lot more lenient yeah. uh, because the press was so so bad. But uh, yeah, so I left that and I went right back into carpentry again because it's sort of my like parachute. And I was literally just doing carpentry so I could work in the studio part time. And then I got into live sound and then that's, I applied for your theater and that's how I got a gig there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, yeah. And that, yeah, yeah. That, those times. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, and I did kind of like both at the same time. I obviously work theater more because uh, you guys, I don't mean this, but I didn't mean that. I don't mean this in a mean way, but you guys took more of my time Yeah. to, and that's, that's the only reason. And then right as COVID hit, I, my career in my studio was just launching. Like I got like three feature films in a row and then it just immediately died. So it's just like, yeah, literally like people booked me and I was like booked for like, I think I was booked for six months with shorts and features. And I was like, this is great. Like I can even coast off this for a bit after if I don't get work. And literally I had only two months of work because everyone else dropped out. Yeah. You know, I operated my own studio for 10 plus years, maybe even more. I can't remember from like 1995 to way way more but it's a feast or famine like you you work your ass off and then you get all this work and then because you're a one guy operation you don't have anybody out there finding work for you like yeah the best decision the best i mean the best advice i could give to i mean a guy like you is just go find a person that can find your work i want to find like i looked at getting like an agent because there's agents for um like cinematographers yeah and that's a very tech role. It's not, I mean, it is creative. I mean, we're all creatives, right? Of course. But yeah. I mean, but I mean, like as compared to someone who's like a, a dancer, I'd say it's more, it's more technical. You have to know about, you know, lighting and all that stuff. And they have an agent. So yeah. they get gigs through their agent. So I was, I tried, I got, I contacted that agent and he's like, I'm not going to touch you with a 10 foot pole. Basically. Really? Why would this <laughs> because, be? because it's just, it's sound and no one, all sound people fight for themselves. And that's just how it is right now. Yeah, you know, that's, I mean, it's fair enough, but there's also, there is a, there's a really important part of that is that if you find somebody, even if they're not super um, connected, they can go and hustle for you and go find stuff. Yeah. And I was willing to be like, I'll give you 10%, which is a huge That's really good. Yeah. But I was just like, I just want to be steady. Yeah. And he was like, no. (laughs) And like, what does a cinematographer give you? And he's like, oh, 2%. I'm like, well, I'm giving you way, way more. Yeah. And you probably only, you you'd probably get the same amount. Well, not the same amount. They get paid a lot. But this was like a, I was just broaching it. And it's such a new idea to this guy that yeah. he was. Well, that's the thing like, too. He probably got cold feet. Cause like, I don't know anybody who does sound. Y'all do yeah, exactly. stuff, right? But there is, I mean, I have a, I have a friend who does sound design out in Vancouver and he works with an agent. He also works with a bunch of other companies so he can kind of pick and choose. But that's, that's the goal, right? You want to be able to pick and choose what you want. Um, and that's how I burnt out. I had to do everything. If I didn't do everything, I would not pay my mortgage. And if I didn't pay my mortgage, I, you know, we're talking about the kitchen. It's similar, you know, you'd lose your relationship. And you'd be- yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so did you, um, so you, you want like, you want something to just sort of nicely grow. Like, cause there's things now that happen these days where you can just explode and then have way too much work and get saturated and, 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 and not do work good work and then lose work. Like, do you have a fear of that type of stuff? Uh, I, I actually sort of had that right before uh, the pandemic where I was getting all the, this work. 
where I was shooing people away and not in a bad way. I was just saying, I, I just don't have time for your time frame at this point, but I hear some other sound designers that I know and I gave them work sort of thing. Uh, and I don't even know if they even went through with it just because the whole situation, but I haven't had a, it's tough because I can't really take on multiple projects at a time, yeah. and I don't know if it's just how I work. No, it's a smart it's, thing to do. Definitely. Or if it's just, or if it's because I, I, I'm just worried about screwing up an email to a client sort of thing, <laughs> and being like, yeah, timestamp, blah blah blah, this, and it's the wrong thing. Oh, you send them the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we don't have birds in our uh, in our movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, this is a horror film. You're talking about <laughs> drama stuff. Like I don't, I, I just don't want to do that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, basically, your answer to your question is no. I never had that situation happen. Yeah, like fully, fully. Yeah. Yeah. And you did do some music, though. You worked with music a little bit with the studio, right? But it, it, that's a situation where nobody's got money. Bands don't have money, and you don't want them in your house. Trust me. Yeah, I did. I did one when I built the studio. I built it with just basically so I could record eight inputs, uh, just because I was like, "Hey, I might as well." And then I tried it, and I hated it. And it's not nothing to do with the band that they were great it had nothing to do with recording everything was fine it basically was just because they were in my house and i was so anxious about stupid things like mm. upsetting my neighbor and things like that because it's literally in my basement yeah and and just and <laughs> that's pretty much all it was it was nothing to do with with them or even the work i loved working on it i edited for them i thought it was fun uh things like that i think if the building like right now i'm working out of a garage that has like an office section to it the, the people who had this house before i think they spent one hundred and thirty thousand dollars on this garage it's insane wow it's absolutely insane the floors are heated <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy and it's it's like more than we could ever need and even even all this it was such an insane thing that the house was a dump mm. so i was like why wouldn't you just take half that money and put it into the house and then you could and then you could we would even bought the house because you could have sold it to someone for way higher but now i'm fixing up the house and the, the studio here is going like the potential is way higher than the old place uh but i'm rambling and i forgot my point no you're talking about the the, the office and in the work into the studio the work into the house uh, oh yeah so now this is separate i probably could start doing music again but i would start small like I would just start with like a guitarist or someone local that just kind of wants, you know, play around. Nothing competitive. Yeah. yeah. Or at least they know it's just for fun sort of thing. Well, I mean, that's a tricky thing when you're dealing with musicians. I mean, at least there is definitely a different type of person you work with in film and TV and things like that. I've noticed that. Like I worked um, with a with a company and they had like their adding machine and it had more zeros than I was expecting to see, you know? <laughs> and then, then you go to music and music is like, even people like Canadian music industry, people who are on major labels in Canada, they're broke, you know? And it's yeah. really hard to do stuff and, and make it, make a buck, you know, off of, off of these people. And, you know, I don't, I don't charge, I shouldn't say this, my, I don't, <laughs> but I don't really charge for bands to record anymore because I'm doing it now as sort of, I'm giving back. Rather than yeah. you know, because I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a spot where I can actually, hopefully, give back rather than take from them, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's always rewarding enough to sort of be able to do something to help rather than to uh, you know make some money off of. <laughs> well, that's nice, and that's the basically how I would build. Like my studio would be for post sound first, yeah. and then after that, if I had you know the money extra, I would just record bands, but. I wouldn't be doing it for free yeah. just, just because no, I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't, I don't have a good moral reason. You selfish prick. That's exactly the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. You, you said you. it for me. Thank you. <laughs> Cause I'm a selfish prick. No, <laughs> no, I'm no, selfish no. Prick. no, I, you know, that's the thing I said that. And there's going to be a lot of people punching their, their, their steering wheels in their cars. Like you son of a bitch. I'm trying to make a living here. You charged me forty dollars for that for that eighty hours of your work. How dare you? Back Simon in two thousand and one, when you did that, recorded my band, you charged me three hundred dollars for a week. <laughs> Look at you now, you arrogant, you smug new smug. kitchen, dirty basement motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. So are you? Um, yeah. So so you 
Giving away, I mean, giving away work is something we don't, I don't want to do, but it's something I do. And uh, you know what? Fight me. <laughs> um, are you, uh, are you, do you have, do you have any other sort of passion projects that you work on? Like, do you do anything like, I know you said you do art and stuff like that, but have you, f- first of all, has there been a reason to go do other things? Cause maybe I'm projecting my life on you. Like, it's like, I like doing tons of stuff, but are you just, is there just not enough hours in the day to. There's not, there's just not enough hours in the day. Uh, like right now I'm renovating the house. So that's pretty much takes up all my time and mental energy. Other than that, I, I do like to kind of like you, I do like to design things. Yeah. Uh, so I think for fun, I'll just like one idea I had I think before I moved, um, you know how they have monitor like suspension stands yeah. for your monitor. Cause people believe that if it's on a shelf, it uh, explodes when you, when you <laughs> play music through it. Cause that's the belief, right? You can't hear EQs. It's everything's muddy and it's yeah. all because of that shelf. I read uh, that on a, in mix magazine that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. And facebook especially just mm. super bad on those forums uh, yeah yeah so i came up with a design where it's a sort of the same thing but i needed mine to tilt because my uh speakers were actually higher above my monitors my computer monitors so i needed them to tilt and none of them did that none of them tilted so i built like this little device but i have to 3d print it and i don't have a 3d printer so i just enjoyed i just enjoyed i yes i see that i see that there I back there so the problem is it's in sketchup and i have no means to somehow change it it'll come back program. you'll get back and it'll be like a, an inch by an inch because you got <laughs> the scaling wrong like i think it needs to be bigger like yeah, at so least 10 so. times bigger <laughs> so there's things like that but and then it was just designed differently and i have no scientific or mathematical reason that it would even work but i just like the idea of it i mean uh i think when the last time i was tinkering with stuff when i worked in the theater with you was um i was making like basically a uh a monitor control box. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it yeah, nice? So it's, it's good. No, I get. I gave up because really? I found. It's, I didn't give up because it, it was hard or anything. I, I basically I found another solution that makes way more sense. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah. it was basically like you said. It was in the box. It was all digital. So that's the system. And I have to. Basically, my goal is to get this studio to be compatible with Atmos, right. uh, so that I can help out other other clients through Atmos as well. And uh, it, basically, if I had that box, it would we're, we're do the same thing, but I'd have considerably less features with this with this other system. That's uh, it's basically just the it's just a, a connected to the interface, which is uh, and it has software connected to it, and you can change your output settings any way you want. So yeah, yeah I can't do that currently with the one I have. Right. No. So 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 you got something because we were talking a little bit about why don't you just try to make something work in Pro Tools? I guess that was not a even an option. We, I think it was something like there's no mute buttons on a on a master oh, fader master or something. Fish, yeah. So there's like I can't remember. I I think it was something like that, and that pretty much killed it in Pro Tools. But there is ways to do it. Uh, I guess you could do it in Pro Tools if you worked out some sort of busing system. Yeah, but I've yeah, been I mean, trying to figure out Reaper. Reaper is just I don't know. I think I'm too, too old for Reaper. I've relearned Reaper just recently. I'm gonna make a T-shirt saying I'm too old for Reaper. Uh, the good thing about Reaper, and I'm going to be like exactly like every Reaper user, is that <laughs> it's like you own a it, Tesla. It's, it's way better. Yeah, it's 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 not sorry, it's not way better. I had to do tons to my Reaper uh, to get it to conform to me. Mm-hmm. The thing about Reaper that's good and bad is that it's ex- extremely compatible to whoever is using it, but you can't. I yeah. and I believe this to this day. I don't think you could ever see it in studios because because it's so personal. Yeah. You yeah. couldn't go to another studio and use it yeah. because you'd be like, what the fuck am I yeah. doing? I can't, nothing works for me <laughs> unless you bring your preferences over and a lot. And I guess that would change the whole thing. So as long as you brought your preferences over, loaded them up, you'd be all fine, set to go. Yeah. But the fact that you have to do that, whereas pro tools forces you to work like they want you to work. Yeah. Which is good and bad. Because everyone's forced to work like they want to work, but it's also bad because you have the less freedom. Yeah. But when you go to every studio, it's all the same. Like it's it's all the same. Everyone works the same, so yeah. you don't have to worry about that sort of thing. Yeah, you can't um, even change quick keys in Pro Tools. But yeah, with Steinberg stuff, you can. Oh, I want to do this, you know. <laughs> yeah, and Reaper is like I've written scripts for Reaper already. Yeah, I've only I've only had it for like a month. The last project I did was in Reaper. That was my first Reaper project. It had a ton of headaches. Uh, 
getting it started. Oh, dialogue. just building that template, that surround template. I, I went through this tutorial to do that. I was like, wow. Yeah, well, the fir- first of all, you're probably jumping way ahead. Yeah. So if I were you, what I, what I would do is take half an hour every night and just go on the Reaper website and um, watch their videos from beginning to end. So you figure out like the basics and then you can go from there about 5.1. This project wasn't 5.1, it was just stereo, but just getting it so I could edit quickly, like as quickly as I could in Pro Tools yeah. uh, was a pain and I had to set up everything. And then now I even changed my quick keys to be Pro Tools-esque so I can, like, I don't have to yeah think about, think about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm editing of this documentary and working in Pro Tools, and I'm like, I am just a mess. Like, I can't. <laughs> I like, you know, because everything is command with with Final Cut, and then in Pro Tools, you can actually just use single like copy and paste, and you know, big and small and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I'm just like sitting there and in, in Pro. I'm surprised I haven't completely erased all my final cut stuff by like hitting certain quick keys that I think are pro tools. keys. Yeah. I do the same thing with, with premiere. Cause I do, I don't do video editing, but I do for just clips that I put online. Yeah. And it's always like the quickies are so different and I hate it. Cause I'm always like clicking it. I'm like, well, I'm like, I, and my first thought is oh, my computer is slow, <laughs> but it's just not doing anything. It's just, it's just because you're, you're not put inputting any functions at all. Yeah. Yeah. I um no I I actually Pro Tools I got see this is we're super nerding out now so if anybody is <laughs> I'm sorry podcast listener that wants to hear juicy stories from Kevin Pettigrew's younger age um so anyways um Pro Tools I have a perpetual license and they charge me a yearly like fee like yes what? two days ago and they charged me three hundred dollars and I'm like because I, there's this little tab I didn't like put over to say I don't want it to auto renew. And oh, wow. didn't get any notice saying, hey, you're about to, you know, I have websites that tell me, hey, your hosting needs to be this and you, this is coming up and doing that. Nope, no notice. And I, I created a case like three days ago and nobody's gone back to me. So I paid $300 for a perpetual license. So that's up over $1,000 now that I paid uh, over the past year and in one day for a, oh a perpetual. Gosh. I know what I was like, that's what makes you just want to just leave Pro Tools, that ecosystem. And, and that's. That's why people are going. There's literally a website. And it's called I think it's called uh, Pro Tools Two Reaper, yeah. and it's because of this because people are are fed up with this sort of thing. I never had those experience with Pro Tools. My Pro my Pro Tools experience is actually extremely positive. Uh, I've never had like big crashes. I've never had like lost sessions. You probably because uh, you keep everything updated properly. Well, I just I have eleven three and a never updated yeah yeah well that's the problem because when you start updating you're screwed (laughs) and i and i'm also on a i'm also in a windows environment so uh i found windows recently it's been uh, the last update with windows has been a bit funky but before that it was rock solid for like seven years straight rock solid uh and i never had those problems but the reason why i'm switching is simply because i can't afford pro tools they Mm. i looked at their uh system for at most, and just, it's like literally. I think I'd have to spend twenty five thousand dollars. Well, yeah, even just to get the add on to be able to mix and surround is what two grand or something. Well, you have to get you have to buy ultimate. Yeah, and that's like yeah, two thousand dollars for a, I think a year. That's yeah, like just one year. There's no yeah. Okay. So it's just so it's just like crap like that. Whereas if I go to uh, Reaper, I think I can get everything if I did my math correctly for like $8,000. So it's like, oh, it's not okay. a small difference. Well, that's still pretty, pretty it's, pricey. It's a, it's a massive difference. Yeah. Eight grand is still a lot. Is but it it's, hardware? Like, I, is that hardware? Or is that just? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's hardware. And because with Pro Tools, you have to be HD and then you have to get their hardware to, to go to Atmos appropriately. Even Reaper and, needs hardware too though, right? Yeah, of course. Cause yeah, you yeah, need yeah. the, you need the outputs for it mm-hmm. and it has to communicate with, because Atmos is this is going to get super deep and nerdy, yeah. but Atmos is is <laughs> is really new, yeah. And it actually doesn't the way that I would be running it. It actually doesn't run on your computer; it runs on a separate Mac. Oh. So and and people, uh, I brought this up in forums, and they're like, "You can't do it with Reaper; it's not compatible." But that's not true. You can do it as long as you do it appropriately. So basically, you have to <laughs> turn everything in Reaper into digital audio that gets sent to what's called the RMU. So that's the, the, the other Mac computer that ha- has uh, the Atmos suite on it. Mm-hmm. And it c- converts it, basically does all the rendering of where the audio is going to play out through your system. And then it goes back into Reaper and then you play it. 
Oh, okay. So it's just like, yeah, so Reaper becomes the the control deck, so to speak. And exactly, then, and yeah. Then, yeah. Now, what type of computer do you need to get to run just Atmos? Does it need to be beefy? No, it just needs to be like a, I'm just going to get like a Mac mini. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not super, super powerful. Like, I'm also won't be doing 128 channels. Yeah. I'll be doing like half that. So, and I won't be, and it all depends on, uh, because Atmos is not channel based anymore. Uh, like where five one, you have your channels where it's like left, center, right, all that stuff. And true Atmos does have those channels as well, but because of the ceiling, they use phase to actually put the sound wherever you want in the actual room. And that needs a computer to, ch ch to change that. So it's, right. it's called an object. So it's not, it's not channel based anymore. It's object based. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I think I've seen some stuff on it where, yeah, you, you can put wherever you're listening and where you're going to place it. It's got nothing to do with yeah your, your physical speakers. It's yes. Yeah. yeah. It's and it, more and in it, conjunction it, with each other. And in theory, I guess when you break it down, yes, it is all channel based, but it's all dependent on where you, how stuff is in your room. And that's why it's not channel based. Cause yeah. if, if I, if you and I built the rooms and you're an inch off in some direction, you wouldn't get the same effect that I would. You would think like, okay, this is like, doesn't make any sense. It's not even in the same spot. And it's all because it uses phase. To, mm -hmm. to trick your brain to point it where it wants to be. Right, right, right. Now, are, are movie theaters capable of dealing with that with what they already have? Or is this, like, how does it work with existing, like, my little the, theater up the road? No, and, they have they have to change their setup. Yeah. Yeah, so it's something. And then for theaters, it's, it's crazy because they have to get Dolby certified. And when they do that, it's like a massive, massive amount of money. They also have to get like a, another RMU that just plays the video. And also all the speakers have to be calibrated. And because it's a much larger room, there's way more speakers. Um, so you'll have like, I'll be building a room that's seven, uh, one, four, which means seven speakers on the floor, one subwoofer and floor four in the ceiling. Whereas uh, a theater will be like 22 to two by 16 wow so it so it's like 22 on the floor 16 in the air and a bunch and a couple subwoofers hanging around the floor so and it's just because they have to have that to recreate it for everyone in the audience can you get like one of those moving seats too like at the back of the theaters <laughs> i think if you're right in front of the subwoofer it'll move for you oh yeah yeah, yeah. what are they called something box what are they uh what are those movie seats that move I don't know. I uh, forget. Like There's hot boxers. A, I want to call them hot boxers or something. They they have them for video games. And I have a funny story about uh, Rockstar is that they have them for video games and GTA 5 when I worked on it. Massive hit. Absolutely insane. Massive. And the programmer I knew that <laughs> that did it, he was talking to me about it. I'm like, so you're going to get this, this cool gaming chair? And he's like, no. I'm like, why? And he's like, well, we, we're not going to get that. We're not going to do that. I'm like, so how do you program it? And he's like, I just guess. <laughs> So there's people that have those chairs. Like this is this is a AAA game. They do not care about you. It is just literally be like a line of code that just guesses. So for, probably for car crashes, it'll bump and you know, I mean yeah. all the stuff that makes sense. You'll just guess. <laughs> but that's all it is. It's just guessing. Like they don't have like this beautiful suite where they sit in these moving chairs and crap like that. No, no. It's just a guy in a normal chair. <laughs> I uh, guessing. I do it to my son. He's games and I come behind him and I shake his seat around. How does that feel? It's real <laughs> virtual reality. You wait till he's shooting so you can yeah. vibrate the chair when he's the Yeah, yeah, shake it. Yeah, I might break his seat though. Uh, uh, <laughs> so I mean, did you um were you a big gamer like when as as a as a teenager or yeah, yeah, big time. I didn't I mean, yeah, I mean I was pretty there was a game called StarCraft that I was absolutely obsessed with. And it's like a top down army type military not military uh, army strategy game so it's all like deploying troops and getting resources stuff like that it's true those people who's never played it uh and i was so into it that i also built scripts for that too so there was basically like maps that you could download from other players and you'd play them and they'd be like kind of cool and then i got into this wormhole of just making my own maps that had certain scripts so it's like playing area then maps you mean or is yes, that yeah. oh wow yeah yeah so I would do that sort of stuff uh, just for fun while I was in high school. Uh, yeah, I did that quite frequently. I love that sort of stuff. Um, I was a, I'd say, yeah, I was a gamer. I wasn't like a massive like nerd about it. Like I never got into World of Warcraft or anything. Yeah. Uh, 
I didn't get into it because I was afraid that I'd be addicted. <laughs> because I had a lot of friends that were in it, and they're like, "Don't do it." Like it was like yeah, cocaine or crack. crack. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, "Don't do it. It's crack. You'll just spend all your money." And then, yeah, I knew a guy that he played it so hard that he could have sold his account for like I think it was like five thousand dollars his account, and I'm like, "Do it," not knowing. And he's like, "It's not even close to how many hours I put." <laughs> it's like not oh. even close. I think he's like, I think I make a quarter cent for every hour or something. Right, because he's purchasing, he's built up this profile that's like... Yeah, or just time, just time yeah. that he put in. Yeah, I, I kind of like, I know my limits, like, because I played a lot of PlayStation and PlayStation 2. Yeah. Because I'm old. And uh, <laughs> I played the, all the original, like, Tomb Raiders and Silent Hills and... They're uh, fun, man. Those games are great. Man, I played the fuck out of Silent Hill on PlayStation 1. I could not, like, you know my what girlfriend wife now she'd be like i'm like get get out of the way I'm trying to play this game i was horrible i was i was like super addicted i would always buy like the 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 guides on how to like if i got stuck yeah and my buddy al i'd call him he had a book and i'd say dude i'm stuck in this room so he'd have to like open up the book and say oh look <laughs> go to the left turn around three times and you know it's like oh man i, I was super addicted to playstation so I don't have one. We have a PlayStation 4 and my son plays games. My my daughter now is into games and I was like I haven't I tried to play like the new Resident Evil like they they rebooted it. Yeah, yeah, I heard it's pretty good. It was great, but I just didn't have the passion. Like I was like it's like kind of like reading a book. It's like, yeah, I like reading, but you know, I'll do it if I want to fall asleep. Or, I know. think it's cuz I think it's cuz you're you're more of a creative person when it comes to building and constructing things. So you'd rather be doing that, I I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But part of me, like I used to enjoy it. It would sort of serve a purpose, but I, I, I think I'm like, yeah, I'm over it and I don't, or I'm afraid of it and I don't want to like fall into the wormhole, so to speak. Cause I, <laughs> I, I, I stopped after rockstar. I stopped playing games like entirely. Is that PTSD though? Right. Not really. Like I thought it was, it was for when I played uh, red dead redemption. Cause when it came out, I was in the middle of that. I quit in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, well not in the middle of it. Like maybe, a couple months before it released uh and when i got it because i wanted to play it that was really depressing for me because it was just like oh i no longer work here i'm no longer part of this community sort of thing yeah. um and that i didn't even pass the first level and the reason why is also when you test games you play the first level way more than anything else yeah think. Yeah, because then so, everything becomes a template for other things right like if you can run through a wall chances are you're gonna be able to run through a wall in every level yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just it's just things like that. So it got re, got me really really depressed, and I never even completed it. And the worst part is, it's apparently an extremely good game, like extremely mm -hmm. well received. I just couldn't do it, and it was just it was emotional for me. It was nothing yeah. to do with the game. Toronto kind of exploded in the early two thousands with that stuff, huh? Like with just it being coming like this new epicenter for Canada, like against Montreal and Vancouver. Because my cousin worked for Ubisoft for a long time, mm -hmm. and and. And it became like Toronto kind of became a place, you know, it even is now it's kind of a place. Um, oh, what's going on here? Sorry. What's up? It says my meeting's ending in five minutes. Oh yeah. Meeting will end in five minutes. This is I crazy. Cause I used to have this, maybe they've changed the pro the rules on this now. Well, maybe we'll have to come back if, if, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're done, <laughs> unless we're done in five minutes, but no, I, it, Toronto sort of just became this place and I think it is now like 3D rendering stuff. I have a friend that works in that and and, and it's like the new place, you know, because well, it's, it's they're smart to do it. Uh I, I believe I think it's something to do with tax breaks. That's why Vancouver was so big for a while and then Toronto followed suit. Um but they're smart to do it because it is a huge industry and it's yeah. an industry that I think that is recession proof and it just won't die. Like it's so powerful. Uh, but it is it is hard to compete with the top dogs. Yeah, and like I mean, is that like um, is that like is like because L.A. is everything's just sort of cramped down, and that used to be the place, right? What for games? For games and movies and TV and uh, games were mostly in in California, but not L.A. I don't think. Okay, I think San Diego. San Diego was really uh, big. San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Settled by the Germans. <laughs> It means elephant. What is it? Means whale's, whale's vagina. Stands <laughs> for whale's vagina. Is, is that true? No. No. <laughs> no. I think it's uh yeah. Uh, great movie. Great. So I think it's that's a great movie. I think it is. Uh, I think San Diego is pretty big. 
Um, but now it's all over the world. India is getting there. Um, Sweden is really big. Finland's really big. Uh, Finland has a company called Supercell, which just has like phone games. And yeah. I, I play them, but it's just mostly just a pastime. I think I read that they make over a million dollars a day. What? Yeah, it's something crazy. Wow. How do you spend that much money? They just, you... <laughs> they, well, they, they, they just invest in their own company. They yeah. make more games and things like that. But just it's insanely popular. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the way the way the Internet is happening now, where do you think we're going with, say, consumption of games? Just consumption. Like how like what do you see in the next five years? Where, where are we going with this? I see that there's no consoles anymore. Yeah. I don't think I think consoles are going to be gone like Microsoft and it'll you'll just be buying a controller and it's all just online. I think Microsoft, no, Google tried this, but the Internet speeds are just not capable to handle it right now. And also they don't have the capabilities, even though Google is massive, they just don't have the capabilities like locked down yet. But someone will figure out how to make an absolutely supercomputer that can run five games at a time flawlessly over the Internet. With, and the person just has a controller. Yeah. So I think that's the way it's going. Um, I think that's. I know that audio is going to be changing to be way, way more immersive. Uh, Apple just recently released stuff to make every Apple user be able to listen to anything five one in their headphones. Yeah. So they can just it just and it uses binaural effects to just cheat your brain and to think that uh, you are um, listening to something in an environment when you're not. So. Uh, that's getting big. I mean, that's that's my only answer for games, really. And, and I think streaming for platforms and stuff. I think movie theaters. I, I think people still want to go to movie theaters. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. I do, but it just may be our generation. The generations after may not. Well, there was a time like in the late '90s when it thought we thought movies were going to go away, and they invested in these big amazing places to show movies that sounded and looked amazing. And that's what saved the movie industry. You know, they didn't make anything cheaper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's still really no, expensive yeah. to get a, you know, food, a popcorn and, and, a, and a pop or whatever, but they, they invested in their spot where you would come and make it like a ritual. And uh, I think it was a smart move. And, but I mean, are they going to be able to do it again? Or are they going to be able to sort of reinvent how movie theaters? Cause obviously now we're in a, Everybody's afraid of each other and giving each other the coves. So, <laughs> so I mean, how are we? Oh, this is all right. We're back. Hey, boo! That was fun. That was weird. And and now that it's yours, it's so strange. Now it there's no timer on it. Maybe it ran out of time. Forty five minutes. That's, it used to say you can go limitless with four people. But anything over four had a forty five minute, like Zoom, like what's happening with Zoom. Do I have to go to Zoom now? Is that what happens? Do <laughs> I? I? I hope not. God damn it. Because Zoom feels like work. You know, when you go on Zoom, Why? you're like, Ugh. oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the exact same thing, Simon. No, it feels different. It's <laughs> Mentally, it's different. Because it's like, uh, so how was your day today? Oh, it was, uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> so what are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm swamped. You know, big picture stuff. <laughs> what are you doing today? Uh, you know, just thinking about, you know, pricing stuff out and. Big picture. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, man, you know what? We should probably, uh, you know, I uh, I think we uh, we we nerded out enough on this. And, yeah, big time. Uh, and we've uh, we've managed to annoy people by saying that I give away my studio time for free, <laughs> uh, especially. And if they missed it the first time, you said it again. Yeah. Well, we haven't talked about your podcast, though. No, we have not. So, uh, black shirt, black coffee, podcast. Um, you've been what? It's over a year now, right? It's it's over a year, yeah. Just uh, it started January first, twenty twenty. So a year and six months, almost. And crazy. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, do you, you you could tell me if it's just doing a podcast. Is it something that you've always wanted to do, or is it something now that you seem like you're just now kind of like I've seemed for me that I'm kind of I just doing it. I'm just doing. I'm three hundred episodes in, but is it? Do you still enjoy it? I, I enjoy talking to the people, the editing, not so much. Cause I edit my, I don't know how much you edit. Well, I don't know. You, yours seems pretty seamless too, but mine is more, I have set questions that I yeah. ask. So if they get off topic, I tend to like cut that out. So I have to like edit that sort of stuff. Uh, the editing, just doing the reasons just cause it takes time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I do enjoy the guests every time. There is a bit of me that's like, oh, do I have to do it today sort of thing? And then, but it's never, it's always the second the person opens their mouth for the first question, it's always right there. It's like, okay, this is why I do it. Yeah, me too. I'm in the same boat. Because it's like, sometimes you're like, I, yeah, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I just, because I get a lot of people from the from a publicity agent gets in touch with me. I'm like, do I really want to talk to this guy from this country right now? <laughs> this is something I'll invite them into my home right now. And and I also, we only do it every month. So yeah. I don't have to. And that was my choice. I just didn't want to be. I was worried that it would take up too much of my time for the studio. So I was like, I can really only devote this much time. And I think it's great for me because I've still been late on episodes. Really? So I've still been too busy to, to pop it out. Or like, And it doesn't take... It's basically like I record the person for an hour and then it's like three hours editing. Really? Uh, yeah, about oh, that. Oh, wow. Um, at, at the long side. Uh, and then, um, so I was concerned that those four hours would cut in too much of my time and stuff. Uh, and I mean, I've switched co-hosts now. Uh, yeah, had, uh, Garrett's gone. Garrett's gone. And it had nothing to do with Garrett. Garrett was great. Uh, yeah. Garrett just left the industry. So he yeah. felt like, and I even asked him, like, do you want to, like he actually brought it up. I didn't, I didn't want him to go at all. And he was like, I don't think it's right. I'm not in the theater world anymore. So it's like, I don't have any stories to give because it's sort of the spiel where at the yeah. beginning of every episode, me and the co-host talk about what we're doing that, that month essentially. And then we talk to the guest, and that's how it works. And he felt that he couldn't, you know, contribute. So he just passed the torch to my co-host now who's Mallory and she's great. She's amazing. Uh, She's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's a super great lady. Uh, she works in theater. Um, and I'm so happy that I asked her to help me out. She, I don't pay her. I can't. She just no. does it. For, she just does it for the fun of it. And she is so much better than me in every way. Really? Oh, yeah. Like really? I I'm coasting at this point because I've been doing this for over a year. So I like I used to research to end like the nth degree on the person coming on. Yeah. Uh, and she does all that and I don't do any of it anymore. <laughs> so I'm more like the the guy, the person that's just like, oh, okay. And we, I just settle down the conversation to move it on to the next question sort of thing. Yeah. So that's m- like my role on the show. I do give in quips and stuff like that all the time. Like I'm still very much part yeah. of it. But when it comes to the research is that she's so on top of it. Yeah. That she's amazing. Like she, we had a guest on that, my friend, and I've worked in, with him for years. And she brought up something that I had no idea. And it's just because she took the effort to like check him out. And I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. He's my buddy. Yeah. I don't have to. Well, um, I, I'm noticing that you guys, I mean, you and Garrett had a, a flow going and then there was a little bit of a hiccup. Now Mallory came on board, but you guys just sort of jumped back on it. And it's like, it's very fun to hear people. Cause you guys, I like the set questions because you know what I mean? There's, I know what's coming up and that that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a good part of and, it. And that's, the, we modeled it off another podcast I listened to called the Location Sound Podcast, and that is like super nerdy and techy and sort of thing. And he just has the set questions, and it's exact same reasons that you you said you like it. It's just I know what's going to happen, and he always he has basically what's your weirdest day on set is the last question, and it's always a banger from every person. So that is the whole point and of our show is that that's basically lead up to those questions, so you know the person, you know they're understanding you know what they tolerate and what they don't tolerate sort of thing so when they get to that question it's even funnier because you already know the person yeah that's like if you just skip to it you'd be like oh it's just someone pulled me the fuck off sort of thing (laughs) like it's not a you know what i mean it's not it's not a big deal like uh but having those set questions gets you to understand like where you know their education uh their experiences and stuff like that so and the set questions for us are just just easier well, there's a consistency to it too. Like what I've noticed with mine is that I'll get like this weird stiff person on the other side of this from maybe from, you know, the States where we see things differently and I'll be like, all right, um, so we done, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I'm not hit, I'm not feeling this, you know, the shortest episode I ever did was 18 minutes. Oh my gosh. Because it was like the band's like, we're doing load in, we got to get this over with. I'm like, get it over with. I, I interviewed a guy who was watching a hockey game at the same time. I'm like, oh you watch, watch the hockey game? Well, yeah. I said, well, you want to at least just turn it down? <laughs> You're embarrassing wow. me here. Yeah. I don't I, even, yeah. I don't even ask. Like, I'm pretty strict because I'm a sound person. And I even tell my guests is that 
uh, I'm a sound person. I'm trying to represent my studio. So I ask, I ask all my guests to record themselves yeah. and send it to me. Cause I don't want the glitch in, uh, in, cause I use Facebook. I don't want the glitch in Facebook to, you know, go through everybody. So I want a separate source. Yeah. Looks like so I'll I, be using it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm recording ours. I'm recording my voice for you right now. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that's how I work. Um, yeah. And I don't ask for much. If they have just like a crappy microphone that's like a headset, that's fine. I don't, I'm not the type of person who's like, no, you need a Neumann U87 yeah. or else you're just off this free podcast. <laughs> like, so it's like, like I, I, I'm, I'm a bit strict on that. And Mallory hates it because theater people do not record themselves ever. Yeah. It's everyone in film, uh, a cinematographer, a person who's never touched a microphone has a Zoom recorder. All of them do. Yeah. So for me, my side, it's super easy because everyone has, a recorder and they can just pop it on and be like oh yeah sure no problem but all the theater people are like oh what do i do and and, yeah. we, and we never asked for them to pay buy anything i've never asked a guest to buy anything for the show because that's just ridiculous yeah, yeah. Uh, we just say just use audacity it works fine um like that's that's pretty much it so it's i'm a bit more anal when it comes to that sort of thing yeah uh but yeah i always you know i used to use a large diaphragm mic and now this is like a beta 58 like i mean to me, it's like I've just tried to simplify the whole thing because there used to be times like like I have a playback computer, I have a um, a talking computer, which is this, and then I have a recording computer. So I just, because I don't like to try to like get everything to do, one computer to do everything, because that's when things start really getting hairy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, used to, I used to have like one, a night, like a nice mic and, you know, and I used to drive to Toronto and do things like in people's offices and stuff, but... I just found now it's just it's easy to do at home. Uh, I I try to get one out a week, and um, and it's it soothes the soul. It's for me because it's kind of like being in a band, you know. Like it's collaborative. I'm talking to somebody. Somebody's talking to me. I mean, it's a dance, right? Conversation's a dance. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, and you learn stuff about the person, even if you knew the person for years, you still learn something. It's true every so, time. Yeah, like. Uh, I, our podcast, the goal was to keep it all in person the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and we would go, we would travel to people all the time. Uh, and then the pandemic hit and we decided, okay, we got to change our plans because yeah. we're not stopping the show. We're just going to change our plans. So we moved everything online and those first couple episodes were pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, just because it's hard to gauge the person if you're bothering them with your question or, <laughs> That's sort of thing. Cause I'm the kind of person that's like, I'm not really satisfied with your answer. I'll ask it in another way. Right. So if I feel that you didn't answer it, uh, I'll ask it another way. I mean, I'm not a jerk about it and be like, you didn't answer this question. Can you answer it? Like, I'm not like that. I'll just be like, so if this happened to another person, you know, and I just sort of like root it around. So it's more friendly. Uh, but in person, it's a lot more easier to judge that oh, sort of thing. Absolutely. And they can, and they can also read your face in turn. So if they'll yeah. be, they'll look at your face and be like, okay, I am not, uh, I'm not on the same page I'm supposed to be. Yeah, well, definitely too. There's also like the there's also the 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 Zoom glitch where you're like, so anyways, I have this answer. Here's my answer, and it <laughs> like how do you get out of that? Like it's been it's happened exactly. Before, you know, yeah, and that, and that's why I asked all my guests to record themselves. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also tough to try to sync up. Now, now no wonder it takes so long to edit because. I did that a few times and I'm okay with it. If someone has the means to do it, I'm fine. But I also like, I sort of go for like, I get a lot of it. And usually by the middle of it, then we've sort of hit a stride and we sort of come up. Like I've, I've had people say mind blowing things to me just by pure fluke. And it's like, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's amazing, yeah. you know? And, and I think that's the beauty of not having the set questions. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I also send my questions to the guests just so they're prepared Yeah, because we used to not do that. And we used to just come up and just be like, "Hey, let's roll," but they would. Uh, there was too much ums and ahs, yeah. sort of thing. And because it's a set question, they can sort of think about it. And it's like I said that the basically, what's your funniest set story? Like that's our bread and butter. Like the ending of all our shows is where you're going to get the juiciest yeah. timbit. Uh, not necessarily all of them, um, but that's generally where. And if they don't have that prepared, it's just not. It's not fun. They're like, "Oh, I didn't." Oh, let me think. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. And, then, and and you're not mad at them. You're just, you're you just start like, well, editing. You're like editing and you're okay. Uh, here, I'm just to write that little part down yeah, where and, you say absolutely nothing. Yeah. And, and we've gotten to a flow with Mallory and I and Garrett too, where we were, I didn't have to edit much 
it was i was just cutting out ums and ahs just to yeah. speed up the process and i also kind of want to make our guests sound as 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 articulate as possible yeah because the whole point of the show is to promote them yeah that's true and you know, it, it, that's the whole idea now that for me there's a time you know where you ask your friends like hey uh can you be on my podcast and then i can you can help me and now it feels like now after 300 something episodes I feel like maybe I'm helping people and they're not help. You know what I mean? Like I don't need their help anymore, you know? So I, I have that sort of like, it's now you start promoting people because of the people, um, you know, of their nature. And, and like, I've, I've had conversations in with people and you really get to know these people, right? Because you get to know who they are and what type of people they are. And, and with bands and stuff, it really helps because, um, I see, I ummed. There's also a, a there's there's a way for people to associate themselves with these these musicians, and that's the that's the magic of it. Like I had one guy in Italy, and he's also a psychologist. So he's talking. He's a he's in this like hardcore band, but he's also majored like he's gone to university and and doctor school to become a psychologist. And wow. he said some shit. I'm like, oh, I'm writing this down, writing this down. And like, <laughs> my God, he said this most amazing thing about like just music and and like. And like I'm talking now for over a minute. He said something in ten seconds. I'm like, oh, oh my god! Like it blew me away. Blew yeah, me away. and and then Zoom glitched it out, and you didn't, yeah, you yeah. didn't get it. Then it stopped recording because <laughs> you only have three minutes left on your Zoom conversation. I, I had one guest. She was a director. She's been a friend of mine for years, and she came into the studio. This is obviously before the pandemic, and she was easily the most entertaining guest I've ever had in person. And her stories were bananas, just bananas fun. And we get back and I start editing and her mic cut out no. and I had no clue. Her mic cut out literally after her introduction. Oh. So, and it was like a mono price cable and I'm never buying those cables ever again. <laughs> so it was uh, cause it was a, a, <clears throat> a large diaphragm condenser. So it basically, I think what happened is that the, the ground slipped on it or one of the pins yeah because i never had this problem with this cable before or this microphone before and it just it just just didn't record like so it, and even if you plugged it back in the phantom power wouldn't connect it had to be like shut down and then yeah. reapplied or something so it was that was a huge bummer so she's coming back on the show uh again uh, but it's been a it's been a while because she wasn't she was just too busy before but her stories are wild so yeah. Her name's her name's Emma. She's going to be fantastic. Oh man, well that's great. Well, you know, I uh, I I we I miss you. I miss you over at the theater. I, <laughs> I, I miss you too, buddy. Yeah, I miss I'm, bullying you. I know. I, I can take it. <laughs> Shut up. You were the best. You were the best. Like, what's what's the opposite of a bully? Um, pussy victim. I guess victim. <laughs> victim. <laughs> you were the best bitch that I ever. <laughs> Yeah, they, you were just you just took it and you were so funny at, <laughs> at taking your bitchdom. Yeah, I'm good at it. I'm good at it. <laughs> and my favorite is when I'm trying to look at my phone and you push it towards my face. Nobody <laughs> because, will ever be able to do that again. They might catch a slap. You still don't see. You still don't have glasses on. No, I got two pairs upstairs. Oh, there you go, buddy. If you just know. wear your glasses, I won't bother you. Well, see, I can't because then I I don't know why. I have my own issues with glasses. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I appreciate it, and you know, uh, let's let's hope for better days ahead. And uh, you know, they're coming, they're coming. Yeah. It's I can already tell it's already getting better. Yeah, you vaxxed yeah. yet? Are you got one shot in? Are you? No, getting... I got this Saturday. I get. Yeah, it. amazing. Yeah. yeah, this Saturday I get my Wi-Fi increased. Yes. <laughs> what are you getting? Are you getting the Derna? Are you getting the? Uh, you getting I don't size? know. I think I'm. I think I'm getting Windows. Yeah. <laughs> Windows ninety eight. Windows ninety eight. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They won't tell me, and I I don't care. I'm just taking one. Oh, really? Because if they're wearing like different types of things other than normal scrubs, they're actually they work for the Russian government. So don't take that stuff. I want that stuff though. Oh, really? I, w I want to be an interesting person. Simon. When someone says like I got the shot, my biggest joke is, "What am I thinking? <laughs> what am I thinking right now?" I, I I always ask them how their Wi-Fi is. That's my big joke. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that the conspiracy about that is just oh, so it's ludicrous. It's so great. It's it's so ludicrously funny that I, I just have to go with it. It proves how stupid we really are. I mean, like, we're, we're, we're stupid enough to entertain the fact that someone says something like that. That's how yeah, stupid we are. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they have a voice. That's the worst part. Oh, yeah. That's the, it's yeah. called Facebook. Yeah, I know. I swear to God, there's some real fake Facebook people on there who want to get me mad, and I don't rise to it. I don't. 
I don't. I let them. I let the bots say the things they need to do. Oh, um, you're better than I am. I I get super angry. <laughs> I actually I... followed a guy. I don't think he's real because on his Facebook profile, <laughs> it's like all American flags and you know, moon landing was a hoax, and it's like everything <laughs> on there is fake. Like it looks fake as fuck. But he posts like every day, so I follow him because he says the craziest things. It's like it's funny. I'm like, oh I, yeah. Either if this person's real, my God, I pity society. I really do. My I fall. I do the same thing, and not with people, but like YouTube channels. Like I got really into a wormhole of like flat earther, oh. and I was all I was super afraid that I would become one of these people. Convinced. So I kind of yeah, like I like I was worried I'd watch a video and be like, you know what, fuck, you, water is water's not a solid. Like just bullshit. It's just something <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Be like, aliens make sense to to physically move the moon around. So oh. like that's like, and I got really into flat earthing to the point where people would talk about flat earthers and be like no that's not what they believe and then i would like interject but i'd also say like i am by no means a flat earther it's just i've watched uh like 15 hours of yeah. of and they're all the same videos well you're the one that got me into that beyond the curve and i've got my parents into it. i don't know if they've watched it yet but it's so good it's, it's so, so good. good it's so good so for anyone who hasn't it's got to be one of my all-time favorite documentaries it's, it's so, so good because in the middle they realize that the earth's actually round that's the funny part that's and, and but that, just in that tool that time. tool right they have that tool that determines the speed Ge of the earth geo whatever well, it yeah, is something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it determines like oh we're doing 1500 miles an hour right now and then they're like in a conversation <laughs> like we better keep this under wraps <laughs> yeah like, it was, <laughs> but no it wasn't it saying that the earth was spinning yeah it did actually that's okay, what yeah, it that's does what it its was. whole thing yeah. is to show that it's actually like so they put in like multiple they put in like a lead box and they're yeah. like that didn't work didn't work in the lead box doing then, the thing <laughs> okay put in the faraday cage okay it didn't work in the faraday cage <laughs> and they just kept moving along and just kept failing and failing and failing and you just you actually feel bad for them. Oh, yeah. it's, it's literally on the, the side. And I love that documentary. But yeah, it's literally on the side of yeah. the flat earther. And they just can't win because the earth is not yeah. flat. My The other one was like, we're not like crazy people that live in our parents' basement. And the main <laughs> character lives in his parents' basement. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so brilliant, man. Like, whoever... talk... Sorry, go ahead. This, they talk about the... Uh, the uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe this was another video that I saw that I apologize but there was one flat earther and I, he might've been in the, the documentary, which he probably should have been. He was saying that flat earther conspiracy is a conspiracy on itself. <laughs> so they have these like, like bullshit yeah. websites pretending to be flat earthers to decredit real flat earthers. <sighs> and he was like, and I remember, I think, I think it's in that, in that documentary, but he was talking about how he's like, there's no such thing. Like we're not, they basically said like he's saying that one of the beliefs of flat earthers is that the earth is falling upside <laughs> down constantly at a rate. And that's what gravity is. Ooh. So it's like that sort of thing. So it's falling in space in the disc constantly. And he's like, no, that's fucking bullshit. And we're all like, yeah, of course it is. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, that's bullshit. There's no such thing as gravity. And it's just like, oh, you're man. just like, you don't even believe in gravity. And it's like, it's just insane <laughs> where it's just like, oh man and it's 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 fun to look i think it's yeah. my love for trash films i think yeah. that's all it is yeah and you know i don't contend anything anymore because i got in a fight with a, a youtube fight with a guy about the air an air car because somebody had designed a car that ran on compressed air and i thought this is the best thing since sliced bread i'm like so excited about it and this guy kept trolling like i have a porsche and it goes will go way faster i'm like i know it's not the point and i realized now he was like just trolling me and wanted to get me mad. <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is great. And he goes, well, what happens if somebody hits it? And I'm like making all these. Well, it's a it's a car that drives with with air. Like you pump it up, and it works. You know, it was designed by a guy. I thought it was a hoax, but this guy who actually who designed uh, F1 racer like engines designed this engine running on compressed air. And so I was, I was super excited about it. And I got in this huge YouTube fight with a guy. I'm like, where do you live? I'm gonna come over and. I'm you <laughs> yeah that's where you want to get to you almost want to get into a physical confrontation you want to say i'll you're you where do you live <laughs> you get so you get so frustrated yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good at it now i'm pretty good i like i i i found um age has sort of made me less um uh, conducive to um fighting i think it goes back to the whole bitch thing i think i can you know i can take it out <laughs> and it doesn't bother me because i know it's from a place of love <laughs> <laughs> i find i find i just block them 
And I just, I just, so I can't see them. If they say something stupid, I just immediately block them because I know I'm too weak mm. to, to not, you know what I mean? To fall for one of their, <laughs> one of their things. So, and yeah. All right. But well, yeah, pretty much. Awesome, man. Thanks for doing this. And I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was Mr. Kevin Pettigrew. Yeah, good talk. You know, Kevin, sorry I didn't use your audio from it because it was just too much to sync up. So, I mean, that worked, right? It sounded good. It sounded fine. You know, are we? <laughs> I know you're an audio guy, so am I, and we have to care about the sound. But, you know, it's a podcast. People talk. So, once again, Kevin, thank you so much for doing the show. really appreciated the conversation, and I hope everything works out. And for everything, for everybody, really. So, everybody, yeah. So, don't forget to rate and sh- subscribe. Um, well, sorry. Don't forget to rate and review the show on on iTunes. Give it five stars. Don't forget to like and share on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Pod. Don't forget to follow follow me on Twitter and, and Instagram at SimonHead666. Um, thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the show. Uh, 303 episodes is a bit of a feat. It takes time to put this stuff together. I know, I know I've been going every other week, but I actually have a few starting to pile up now because uh, I started working with a new publicist out in the West Coast. Um, so it's more, sure, more, more shows to come, hopefully from people from the West Coast. Hey, so uh, yeah, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week for sure because uh, you know I don't want to get too many episodes um, delayed. So yeah, everything's going great. I hope you're well. Have a great week and bye.